I haven't added anything to it in a while. Double eyes. No, I'm just kidding. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, if you guys fuck up, I do edit, by the way. Like, rarely, pretty much. But if you, like, have to restart a sentence or something, just let me know, and I'll be happy to edit it out if you request it. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. That's reassuring. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know some people are like, ah. Like, I, I will if you fuck something up. I'll edit gotcha. it. Gotcha. All right. Like me I'm just going to ramble for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's, me what, that's what the whole podcast is. You know? <laughs> Wonderful. Have you heard you the listen, podcast? It's just, you to, yeah. yeah it's, it's just, but it's like really cool when you do oh, it. <laughs> thank you. Especially the episodes that me and Rob actually co host. We just like ramble, ramble. Yeah, this is fun. It's a lot more. I did one today solo and I was like, oh, this is not as fun. And I, like, uh, it kind of felt like like it was fun i love doing this but it kind of felt more like work because i wasn't like like i don't know and it was a one-on-one too which is super weird because we usually do group chats now right yeah right. i think most of the time we'll get more than at least one or like more than like one member of a band to sit yes, down with us, so like, so. just me one-on-one with one other human being i'm like oh being that forced to kind of stressful sucks yeah. it's like this is why i don't go outside now i'm doing it inside. honestly oh, it's like it's just outside, a conversation but... yeah yeah <laughs> so a conversation with extra steps oh man <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to mess i'd go outside yeah like hey man you want to talk about music yeah, yeah, yeah just uh shoot me a message about it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we should start doing uh written interviews we do written interviews no no not just a phase you guys do them for uh ontario hardcore Oh, yeah. Well, feel free. It's much easier than what you do. You just send them 10 questions, they answer it, you slap a picture on it. Yeah, but it's less fun. I mean, it's it's more chaotic this way, and that's that's half the fun. Uh, whatever works for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to kick right. it. Kick and do it anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, Welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Thank you for joining us. If you're new here, let me get our plugs out of the way real quick. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Not Just a Phase Worldwide. We're on Twitter at NJAP Worldwide. And we're on TikTok at Not Just a Phase Worldwide. Did I say that already? No. Yeah, you did. I yeah, did? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Sorry. So, no, it's totally great. It's good. No, I'm professional. We uh <laughs> we also have a Patreon in our link tree on our Instagram. If you want to help support the expansion of our podcast and blogspot and all the other content we continue to create for you, we got some bonus content on there if you want to check it out. And Elias is co-hosting with me again today, and he's going to introduce our guests. Thank you so much, Rob. This week, we're all incredibly excited to have on Ginger Bee, Bemo Pioneers, and Bedroom Discord Screamo Project turned live act, joyfully emotional experience happening in front of you on tour and also online. In the short span of a year, they formed, cut their first single, Raindrops, which was awesome, and debuted their fantastic EP, Our Sky's Smile, to great acclaim. Blending chiptune, emo, screamo, and synths, it's safe to say that no other band in the scene right now quite sounds or evokes the same feelings as Ginger Bee. Hello, this is Gustavo from Ginger Bee, and you're about to listen to Raindrops on the Not Just a Phase podcast. You like that one? Yeah. Good that one. Perfect. All right. Do you like that? Do you like, like it? 
We don't. Okay. Big is that big good? Do you like it? What would you rate it you out of 10? Is that good? Do you like, Did you it? like that? Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs>
sometimes I watch uh, like my brother, my brother and me, or listen to, I mean, not watch, it's a podcast, but, uh, and then also uh, Distractables by Markiplier, actually, I find that one very funny and I listen to it on flights a lot. Uh, okay, very cool. I don't think I've ever listened to Markiplier's podcast. He's just kind of like messing around with two of his other friends and they just kind of talk about whatever. I don't know. I find it, I find it like funny, but also like kind of relaxing. I don't know. I, I've slept to it on flights many times before. Okay. So it's kind of like uh kind of like a mellow hangout where you just get like really cozy and your friends are still talking, but you're taking a nap kind of Yeah, thing. that's, that's, that's a great way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. I've been getting into those kind of lately too. I, the, um, a friend of mine started one with his like childhood friends called almost never. And I wanted to support and I was just like, I'll listen to it. I'll check it out. And I started listening to it and I started being like, this is very comfortable. And then before I realized it on my drives to work, I would be like, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true, Sean. And like, I would be talking to it, you know, I got real comfortable and I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> I think you should get some friends wise. Just, Nah. <laughs> no, no, I, I do podcasting now. <laughs> it's, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking of inviting some friends over for dinner and maybe having like an IRL podcast, you know, sitting around a table, having food. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. But not recording it, right? No, but it'd be like, it'd be like a podcast in real life. It'd be pretty cool, I think. Right. Sounds, yeah. Sounds scary. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I could do that personally. You're braver than I am, guys, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't even turn my camera on half the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so outside of music, what other hobbies and passions occupy your free time? Uh, outside of music, I like hiking. I'm a, a ecology and biology major, so I just go outside and I touch grass and I know I, I like looking at all the trees. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I also have been getting into drawing recently and visual art. I don't really have anything outside of music, which is kind of depressing, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, you go crazy on Overwatch. I, I, I a little bit. Well, I kind of used to. I don't play much nowadays, but mm. I've played since 2016 December. Like I've played for a while. Oh, so wow. yeah, that was that's sort of like the main video game for me. Well, not really anymore. I don't play it too mm. much. But I guess I guess Overwatch is my other hobby, we could say. Okay. I mean that's a that's a fun hobby to have as long as you enjoy it, right? Yeah, I uh, well Overwatch is hard to enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is true. I play Apex Legends, so I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah, anything, anything's better than talking to podcast hosts that can't hear you. So, <laughs> no, no judgments from it's me. Very, it's very true. Gustavo, <laughs> you said you were uh, an ecology major. You're based up north in like kind of central northern California, right? Yeah, Santa Cruz, California. UC oh, Santa cool. Cruz is where oh. I go to school. Oh. I'm starting my third year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's right. I have a buddy who um who goes to school up there. He's doing his grad work there. He's a ethnomusicologist. Ethnomusic. That's awesome. Yeah, but um yeah, I can see why you'd want to do ecology up there. I love Rob, if you ever get the chance to come to California, go to Santa Cruz. It's beautiful. Like the forests, the beaches, like it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's great. I get to work outside every day, which is very nice. I love working outside. 
So I'm curious, just I'm going to cut you off, Elias, and kind of jump in line with the the queue here. But you guys are all from different areas. Like, where where are you at, Melanie? Um, I am from Toronto, Ontario. Nice. I was born and raised here. Okay, I'm just uh, about an hour outside of of yourself then. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you guys like? You're you're from all like your members are all over the place, right? So how did the formation of of Ginger become to to fruition? Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, so Jordan, uh, in, known in the scene as Uncle Scrams, runs a label called Bedroom Bedroom Scrams slash DIY Jams, uh, which started out as a Discord server in early 2022, say March of 2022-ish. So me and Melody and Danny had joined the server because we were all into Bedroom Scrams and it was advertised in other servers in the scene. We were into... Um, like the car seat headrest fan community. And that was, was advertised in there because there's some weird screamo crossover with that community. So we all kind of met in there. And then Melody, you can take it from there if you want. Your thing. Uh, so I posted a demo and said, hey, I made this little thing that sounds like a Your Arms Are My Cocoon song when we we're, we're, of course, big fans of them. Um, and Gustavo randomly um, just played guitar over it and sent a an mp3 which is like hey play guitar over your thing and they called it a shrimp gang dot mp3 that's how ginger Beer started shrimp gang and um i loved it i thought it was wonderful and so i was like hey this can like become a thing and so me and gustavo started talking more and it kind of just went from there um yeah that's sort of how we formed yeah, and then we got we got Jordan, the the owner of Bedroom Scrams Discord, DIY DIY Jams, to scream over it. Jordan was the original vocalist of Ginger Bee. Um, one day, hoping to get some of those Jordan demos out there because they're really interesting. And then after a while, we had uh, another vocalist named Jack Filia, who did a couple things, wrote some of the lyrics on Raindrops. Um, and then we had Danny come in and uh, eventually later and really stuck with the band be our our main scramser yeah i had just randomly reached out to danny because they posted a demo that they did in the bedroom scrams discord and i thought their vocals were like insane and i was like we could really use something like that so i just dm them like out of the blue and like as a fluke i was like hey you want to just like you want to like play in our band and they're like yeah and it just like worked out and here we are that's that's the formation of ginger bee we're on discord and 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 like jordan's from japan uh danny's from south carolina we're just like all around i was in brazil when we were making a lot of our early demos that's really do you awesome those, uh you ever get those come to brazil messages you guys getting those yet we 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 got a few come to brazil's and, and I, I don't know if it's like the bit Right. Or not. It's hard to tell at this point. But I do go to Brazil, so I could play a ginger bee solo show just for like four people. <laughs> Be fun. Ginger bee live in Brazil <laughs> for the four people asking. Unplugged. <laughs> yes. Unplugged. It would have yeah. to be, right? Yeah. Just screaming. <laughs> but yeah, real quick. Shout out Jordan. Shout out against realism. Or no, they um he changed his name, right? Something else now, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought it was still against realism. I, I oh, think it it's, it's yeah. I think it's still against realism. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I'm thinking someone else. Yeah, I better not have changed that name. He's been. Uh, I only know that tag because he's been following us since like day one. So 
Shout out to yeah. that guy for supporting. <laughs> like Jordan is the definition of like supporting the scene, like just in touch with everything happening online IRL. And it's crazy because he's like in Japan and has like <laughs> like a job and a family. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. He's got kids and stuff. Like he is just so plugged in. It's really impressive. Yeah, and yeah, he's great. Great, great guy. Mm-hmm. A true scrampa. Scrampa. I hate that. I know you do, Rob. That's why I say it. That's why I say it. Rob refuses to accept our status as seen elders, aka scrampas or scrammas or scrambays. Um, yeah. You know, whatever your preferred iteration of that just, is. Just do the fucking questions. Anyway, okay. All right. Well, now, okay. So you, we've we've got the idea of the formation of the band but like also we're curious how how did you yourselves kind of find your way into the scene like not just into the discord you know and like that bedroom scram scene but like what was your introduction to like punk or screamo or hardcore like what got you into all of this music in general Ooh, that's a really good question in high school i was like a i listened to like tyler the creator and brockhampton and like um Frank Ocean and that was my first like non music that my parents didn't show me that my older sister showed me and like Weezer and then I got into car seat headrest and it all kind of went downhill and then the pandemic happened I started making a lot of friends online that made music and I uh, like right March 2020 is when I first started releasing music online and it was just like indie rock but then uh, the transformation of Screamo happened very slowly where it was like here's modern baseball Here's Glass Beach. Here's Weather Day. And then it was like, Your Arms of Michael Kieran is the first Screamo band I listened to. I guess it makes sense um, why I'm like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, and then from there, it just kind of went crazy. And I started getting into, just recently getting into like 90s Screamo bands um, after seeing all the modern, uh, really sick bands that are inspired by that sort of scene. Um, for me, when I was like very young, my brother introduced me to Green Day and Linkin Park, and that is where my entire like musical background stems from. Um, from there, I went out on my own, and in middle school, I was like the biggest metalhead known to man. It was pretty crazy. I was into like every single subgenre. I was wild. Um. After that, I got more into like indie rock stuff, like yeah, Weezer, Carsey Headrest, that kind of thing. And somehow I found like Orchid randomly. And I was like, whoa, this is like heavier than any of the metal shit I'm listening to. So okay. from there, I explored a ton of like older Screamo, like 90s Screamo bands. Like I got into like uh, Drum's Dream, like Yafe Kodo, all the like older classic ones. And then I found like a bridge between that and the scene, which was the band Echelons. I found them just randomly, I think on Bandcamp. And I was like, this is insane. And then I tried to find more stuff like that on Bandcamp. And that alongside me finding like Weather Day and Glass Beach and all of them, it all kind of combined into one like, like one ideal that I was looking for. And then I found bands that fit that ideal. And that's where it all like spiraled. That's awesome. And so you both have like a nice, like rich little pipeline from like kind of other genres into Screamo, which is interesting because I sometimes I hear it where people just are like, they go straight from punk into Screamo, but there's not like a kind of dabbling in other things. Yeah, it's a, 
I don't know. I feel like even when I was younger, I dabbled in like tons of genres and like I still do. It's just like, I don't know. I, I think it contributes to a lot of our music that we have different like influences, like from all of our backgrounds. Definitely. Because I also um, grew yeah, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead, guys. Oh, all right. I, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, so I always grew up listening to like jazz and bossa nova and stuff. And I never really listened to like heavy music at all until I really got started getting into into emo. Very cool. I love bossa nova. It's like one of my, actually one of my favorite genres. I'm a huge uh, Jal Gilberto fan. Hell and, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what's his, uh, Carlo Jovim. Oh. I love his stuff too. He's a fantastic composer. Really um, great, yeah. Yeah, that stuff's awesome. But uh, Melody, I wanted to ask, like, I love, personally, I love chiptune. Like, I've been a big chiptune fan for a long time, too. And, like, it's nice to see chiptune kind of get more shine. Because I know that, you know, you have, like, uh, Hey, I Love You and, like, bands like that who kind of, and Crying, that have kind of, like, slowly been eeping it in. Right. Like, emo on the scene, like, over the years. But now I think, I feel like I hear a little bit more of it after you guys kind of came around yeah movement but I'm, I'm really curious about like how you kind of found chiptune and how you kind of like thought in your head that you wanted to work it into ginger bee as well well along with my brother and she just me to like green day and lincoln park uh uh me and him were very into like retro games like mm. we always used to like emulate Mega Man games and stuff like on our computers and i'm still super into retro games and stuff and i just have always loved the sound um and then I thought of incorporating it after I actually listened to other bands incorporating it. There was Civil War in France. There was Exciting Excellent. Hey, I Love You was an influence as well. So we definitely weren't like the first. And I took influence from them a lot more and like completely shout out to them. They're incredible and wonderful and much better than I am at making chiptune. I just do my stuff in FL Studio. Like I tried LSDJ once and it is not for me. It is complicated. But um. Yeah, uh, so I guess kind of took my love of retro games and that sort of sound, and then my love of the other bands that try to use it, and I just kind of incorporated that into our like weird, unique sound that we have because of all our different musical backgrounds, and it turned out pretty well, I think. Yeah, got to say, huge shout out to Exciting Excellent. Like, I don't if you haven't listened, like that is the epitome of of chip to an email. Like, there's no one else doing it like Exciting Excellent. Like, yeah, shout out Jasmine. Shout out Jasmine. Jasmine, emo chiptune trans girl. Shout out emo chiptune trans girl Jasmine. You love to see it. Yes. Okay, very cool. Um, so what uh, we, you know, we kind of frame this like either in the context of the band or also you can do it as individuals, but we always like to ask like, what are two records that you feel like kind of define you? Either your taste or your persona, like, you know, whichever. And again, you can apply it to the band or yourselves as individuals. It's so hard to choose two records, but the the two ones that define me in terms of at least towards Ginger Bee um, would be Come In by Weather Day and then the self-titled Your Arms of Makakuni EP. Um, definitely just like the, 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 the amount of ideas and creativity and cohesiveness that go into both of those records just really, uh, something that I really seek to emulate in everything that I try to do a lot of love for those albums yeah i think as a band like those are definitely the two big ones for us like yeah um they're super influential to just like 
how we think about making our music, I think. Like, because there's just such big influences for each of us. Like, me, Gustavo, Danny, like, we all love and came from those albums. So definitely as a band, those two sort of define us and have sort of structured how we try to make our music. So with you all being from, like, different areas, I'm curious, what's uh, what's the scene like in your area? Like, is there a lot of... A lot of bands popping off, a lot of venues, a lot of punk music, emo music, screamo music. I mean, I have a pretty decent understanding of melodies, <laughs> uh, scene, considering we're, you know, an hour apart. So I was, I was more so curious with, uh, with, Gust with Gustavo. So, oh, yeah. What's it like well, out there? I grew up in San, like San Jose Bay Area, California. So yeah. recently there's been a big pop off of like hardcore and like Tsunami. That's like nice. just the yeah, big, yeah. the big band, yeah. but I've never been to tsunami show or been to, I never went to DIY shows before the pandemic. And then oh. after the DIY shows, the only ones I'd go to are ones that I'm playing um, because there's not that much like emo, not, not, not that many emo bands coming to town. Hey, I love you came to Santa Cruz, California, which was huge. Um, you'd love to see it. Um, and then in terms of just here in Santa Cruz now, there's a lot of like indie kind of college rock bands. And there's a few emo bands that I'm getting into contact with. I'm trying to scope out all the fifth wave emos in my area to try to form a little gang. And then we're going to play some shows. Nice. Do you have any favorites, uh, favorite locals for your area? Ooh, favorite locals. The band Grad Night is very cool and nice. And they're, they're really fun to play with. Um, and then kind of more of an internet person but someone that i see uh, at every kind of bay area emo show that i go to is um sarah elizabeth whittington death pop records shout out them the awesome awesome people nice what about uh what about yourself melody you got any favorite um favorite locals you want to shout out sure um so actually one that i one band that i found really recently they're like a local shoegaze band their name is the neverminds um, some of the like most beautiful shoegaze I've ever listened to. I think they recently like, I think one of their like TikTok videos blew up or something. Um, but I heard about them from uh, one of my friends, and yeah, they were they were just incredible. And another one I'd love to shout out is um Kingdom of Birds. Um, they're a super great like indie rock band that's local. I actually auditioned for them when I was in like the ninth grade because they're looking for a drummer. Um, I didn't get in sadly, but I was not that great at drums at the time. So I guess that makes sense. But um, they've been popping off a bit in Toronto. Um, they were much smaller when I like learned of them. So it's great to see their progress and everything. And yeah. A great band name. If you're uh, if you're big into shoegaze, um my buddies in Blissfields are local and my buddies were in a band called glue that are now called seventh dose. And they just put a single out on Spotify and it is fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. That's about as far as I delve into shoegaze and I only really fuck with them cause they're local and they're, they're awesome, but I'm not like big into shoegaze, but both those bands chef's kiss perfection. Mm. They're great. I lost where I was. Oh, yeah, there we go. You want this one, Elias? You want to go off or what? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Um, so do you, uh, were there any like previous projects that you guys 
or that y'all were in? Like, have you done like it just kind of happened that Ginger Bee was like the first thing that everyone kind of congregated into, or did you have like previous work that you've like kind of released and maybe taken down since then? Ooh, okay. Uh, so in high school, I I just had like an indie rock project under my own name, and I I I, I delved into a bunch of different stuff, kind of like jazz inspired little indie rock songs and then also like more like orchestral emo and car seat headrest core like bad music uh some of it's still up <laughs> it's just under my name uh uh and then after that i long story long story i didn't name the band but i was in a band called uh an internet band as well very much in the same vein as ginger beat called the monkey and the perma virgins oh shoot i think i remember seeing stuff about that <laughs> excellent name excellent name <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And then, exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Genius. Uh, so there was a, <laughs> so that was kind of my, uh, like a bedroom pop, uh, like cutesy indie folk, um, along with some noise pop. It was like somewhere in between Weather Day and Starry Cat was my type of vibe. Mm. Uh, it's interesting because Melody knew about that project before Melody knew me. Oh. Yeah, I actually I had found their album Internet Folk Songs and thought it was like really really good, and then I saw that the band's name was Monkey and the Perma Virgins, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then I and then I found Gustavo um, in the server, and I found that they were the person from Monkey and the Perma Virgins, and I like freaked out. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be like making music with this person. That's crazy um it's kind of silly to think about now just because like you know how far ginger bee has come and everything but i yeah. just remember back when i was like whoa the monkey and the perma virgins dude what that's like so <laughs> awesome <laughs> that's so sick though <laughs> were you the monkey gustavo or was like someone designated as the monkey and the rest of you were designated as the perma virgins like how did you guys designate that? you see the band was named after it was a discord server Oh, oh God, okay. I'm going to get to the formation of this band. Yeah, okay. give us the lore. Lore drop, <laughs> right? It's too ridiculous. I got to ask. Okay, yeah. it's terrible. Okay, so there's the Car Seat Headrest meme account called Memes of Style. And then Memes of Style <laughs> in early, like, uh, early 2021 created a Discord server. And in this Discord server, there was a group of, like, we all kind of got to know, know each other. And then I came up with this an idea to make a cover of Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest, but it's like, over discord and there's like a bunch of delay and it just sounds bad so that was that was the start of monkey and the perversion we made a separate server called it that made the cover and then just kept doing weird bad discord covers until we made like serious music i forgot where this question started but i'm we're here now yeah so you you know that's the band. Uh, that's exactly yeah you named uh, the yeah. band then technically uh no oh yeah you were asking who's monkey uh so monkey yeah. was one of the people in the discord okay um, okay that that was like the ringleader and then uh monkey left and i became the ringleader and then it was so a sort of a similar yeah yeah symbolically mm. and it was a sort of a similar ginger bee thing where like we went on tour and then started as an internet band and then eventually came to a live setting um through a bunch of inter interesting means yeah Oh man, I can't wait to send this podcast to Will Toledo after we finally drop it. But uh, our next question. <laughs> my, my bestie, Will. Yeah, our bestie. Uh, the bestie, Will. Uh, one of our one of the things we were deeply curious about is like, how, how did it feel going, or like just even the process, if you want to talk about it, going from being like an online band 
to a live setting and like having like kind of having the SWAT members with like who could be there and like couldn't like how, how did all that work out and feel for you for all of you oh uh wait sorry i was still thinking about um because melody had some time. interesting melody had some interesting projects before ginger bee and so did danny oh okay um, they had some interesting i i didn't i didn't let melody talk <laughs> yeah melody uh, uh drop some uh drop some of your lore now yeah um <laughs> i interesting is maybe a word for it but uh the first thing I ever did was like this really, really bad chiptune project. Um, I had a, I had found an online dog called Beepbox, and a friend introduced me to that, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll start making music with this because I just really wanted to do that. That was a while ago. Um, it's still up, but it's like not good. So yeah. Um, after that, I just kind of started making solo electronic stuff. Um just under my solo name, Melody's Dreams. Um, um, I still am like semi-active on it. I just like make stuff on my own sometimes. Um, but yeah, I just kind of do like general electronic stuff there. I do like some drum and bass stuff. I've done, I don't know, some like break quarry kind of things. I've done ambient. I'm planning to do a comfy synth album soon, which is pretty nice. cool. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to also maybe do a covers album, do just like acoustic. I don't know. There's tons of things planned, but that's very just, that's very much just like my solo stuff. Um, that kind of started, and actually what got me more into the scene was one of the first, if not the first actual like songs I produced, like kind of like an actual, like a a good thing. Um, I submitted it to the uh, Porcelain Songs compilation, which was on Weather Chord um the weather day discord and it was accepted and so i got a bit of exposure from that actually and um i got kind of intimate with like uh, a few people who are on that uh compilation and so yeah that's sort of where um another connection of mine about the scene and like uh the discords and stuff sort of comes up awesome uh yeah, and then uh, Danny is a very interesting case because Danny was making music for about a month before joining Ginger Bee. Like Danny had put out like two songs, and then we asked to join Ginger Bee, and it just kind of kind of this game like very quickly became this kind of huge thing. That's awesome. So, yeah, Danny Danny makes really good noise pop under the name Suburban Apathy. Um, I think there's going to be a, an album or an EP soon. It's like really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So with all these um, influences, they've made up what Elias has coined as BMO. Uh, well, actually, no, they they coined themselves as BMO. Oh, I, I I, when I wrote their bio, they told me that they were they were BMO pioneers. BMO is real. BMO is real. I was gonna ask, what does BMO mean to you? Oh God, BMO is like a light-hearted, um, queer-coded version of emo. Um. Tremo is also one of my inventions. Melody, what does it mean to you? I don't know, dog. You just like come up with random shit and you just like have to go with it. <laughs> Bima, Bima, so honest. It rhymes. <laughs> what what's Tremo? I mean it's catchy though. Tremo is about trees because I'm a biologist. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. I should have known that one. <laughs> Shava, quick! What's the uh, what's the best 
local plant that has a scientific genus name that you could turn into a band name? Oh, oh God. Uh, Semperverence. Ooh, shit. That's kind of hard. Yeah, Semperverence would be like a melodic crust band. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> I could see them uh, having a split that's... with Lagrimus or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then that's um, that's like the genus name for uh, Coast Redwood. Yo, they sound so screamy and sick. I'm fired up. We should put them on the pod. I'm pre-ordering the merch. Yeah, yeah. you can write their the article. It's not the genius name. I'm silly. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drop the review. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you guys say to the haters that say Fifth Wave isn't real? Oh wow, I, I I'm actually I feel pretty lucky to not have encountered that many people that don't that say Fifth Wave isn't real because they tend oh, to yeah. av- av- avoid us. You don't go on because Reddit, we're so. I don't go. I'm a happy person. I don't need uh, to go. Uh, good. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. We're kind of so far down the fifth wave rabbit hole. I feel like people new to the scene don't really talk to us. But I, I, I Melody might have a different Melody might be online more. I don't know. Well, I'm online more for sure. But um, <laughs> and I'm not as happy because I do go to Reddit sometimes. But. <laughs> I do see like some Reddit discourse about like fifth wave emo isn't real or whatever and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just like making music. Like, I don't know. And these mm-hmm. there's like cool bands and this like, it's kind of a wave, you know, like there's a big wave of bands. So why not call it the fifth wave? You know, I don't know. I don't want to get people mad. <laughs> so. Well, that's what we do here, Melody. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I here and not just mad. a phase. We really work our hardest to really tear the scene apart and break communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We, we got to breed hatred. Uh, personally, I don't think it really matters whether or not Fifth Wave is real. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. sort or of my if, answer. Or if we're Fifth Wave, I don't care. Because mm. it's kind of a, like in, in the past, it's been a term that's applied retroactively. So who knows if people are going to be calling ginger bee sixth wave in five years you know we could it's be true. eighth wave like, who knows we could we're tenth wave poop core sorry <laughs> sorry monkey of the perma virgins coded yeah, we're, yeah we're honestly virgin, lo-fi indie gay core yeah definitely B-wave. we're great b-wave 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 yeah, B-wave. yeah. we're first wave bmo is what we are exactly <laughs> yo and you're not shit. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, first but you're not wrong. Like even every screamo band, like all those nineties bands that we were talking about earlier, they all will tell you like we are a punk band or like we are a hardcore band. All the monikers right. were applied after the fact. It's only yeah. been in the last like decade or two. We right? started Just the last decade ways. really where people yeah. have been like, We're a screamo band. Like we're a screams band. So yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because people can label themselves like a bedroom scrams band because that's like a thing that you can do now. But in the nineties there was no such thing as like making music by yourself yeah like make you can't make screamo by yourself in the 90s that well and there weren't kids doing it so i actually do like having some there it is more complicated now yeah so with that being said i mean whether you believe in waves or not they are a thing that people are using to categorize as our decades go on and different sounds do you guys have a favorite band that is considered fifth wave A band that I I love and that people don't talk about enough and is just barely like people talk about them as a fifth wave band is the band Lobster Fight. Oh my gosh, they're just they're just the most fantastic band. I was just listening to their first album. Um, 
they're just this fantastic like super inventive music just like the most creative thing ever and it's it's really inspiring and people label them as fifth wave and they've been labeling themselves as indie rock recently as opposed because it's just there's just so much things get so muddy but favorite fifth wave band gotta say lobster fight oh my gosh it is it is so hard there are so many good ones but i'd say right now my answer is maybe awkward the nerd uh yeah oh my yeah. gosh they're so mm. good i listen to um i don't hate you just like on repeat it, it's such oh my gosh i just love awkward the nerd so much but um it is a difficult question there's like so many good ones like my my answer could change like next week you know so yeah i'm just that's shocked you bad. guys didn't say um your arms are my cocoon that's that's too obvious just say weather day or glass beach or your arms are my cocoon oh, yeah sorry. i mean like we I could basic, but yeah that's like kind of that's kind of boring all right that's, the, that's top of the that's the top of the iceberg now rob get oh, all right all right yeah you gotta you gotta get you gotta get hip to the indie bands is there yeah. a fifth, is there a fifth wave iceberg meme yet Let's not let's not go down that. Let's not go down that. There, there, I want a <laughs> I want a fifth wave wiki to exist really bad. Um, it, it might already I, be one out there. So. I, I think Ethan from the band Godfuck may be making one. Maybe I'm blowing up his his, his spot by saying that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I, I, we'll, we'll I hope, bleep it. Ethan, you better make no, it now because um because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you to. I've I've told you to, so you better make the fifth wave wiki. Yeah, we would say no pressure, Ethan, but now there is pressure. So yeah, there's pressure. Every, everyone's waiting, Ethan. I know where yeah. you live. Yeah, and we need those memes too. ASAP. <laughs> yeah, the iceberg fifth wave meme. Thank you. That'd be great. Yep. No Thank rush, you. but the air is thick with tension. <laughs> <laughs>
Eliza, I think you got the next one. Hey, is your yeah, guy's buddy uh, coming? It's been like almost an hour. Oh, yeah. Should we be worried? Yeah, like, I was like trying to drag this out and shit and like make sure we take our sweet, sweet time. And um, Danny said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll text Danny, see if they're joining. But okay. I'd say don't, 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 don't drag things out more than you want. Well, no, no, okay. no. I'm having a fun time chatting. I'm just also not like, yeah, we don't want to admit anything that uh, they would want to include too, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah like, I don't think, getting... join, uh, I don't think Danny's joining. Okay. Uh, 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 after ten, they can. Oh, oh that's okay. in like fifteen. We'll still be rocking. Yeah, yeah, we'll be. Yeah. Good. Okay, come in okay. for the last half or whatever. Elias, you can take her away there, bud. I don't know where. Okay. We are. I don't. All know right, then. Uh, we can oh, yeah, switch. Yeah. We'll uh, maybe segment. We'll throw some stuff in the middle then, and then we can keep with a couple more of your questions. Yeah, you just do whatever uh, you do over there. Oh, <laughs> I just want to get that. Yeah, yeah, you you do yours, and then I got. Uh, I only think I had like two. Anyway, Get a few more. I'll, I'll shut up. Just you, you talk. I'm done. <laughs> you, you talk. I, I'm always talking. Anyway, um, so for our our guys, smile right. Um, what uh, do you want to give like a quick plug to like the labels and stuff? You guys are sold out though. I think right. Everything they don't have any more copies. Is there uh, any both? No, uh, yeah, we're sold out of everything right now. Is there any word that you'd maybe want to give us a little preview on that maybe there's more coming or uh Melody like can physicals? We, Melody, can we talk about it? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. I like like I guess. I can believe uh, you I can believe it after. We can censor a whole thing. Just yeah. cut out this um, whole segment too. So we had these special tapes made for tour. Um mm. 20 of them by Jordan from Japan. Um, and those are very popular. They have like a little obby strip on them. They're real mm-hmm. fancy. And we're going to make a, a an online version as opposed to a tour exclusive version. And that'll be coming. Uh, like we're getting the ball rolling like right now. So pretty soon. And then I think a vinyl, vinyl repress, like a proper vinyl press instead of a, a lathe is also in the works. But that's oh, like, shit. that's like, that's Down more long term. That's, Fair that's enough. like EP2 might mm-hmm. be pressed alongside EP1. Oh, that'd be pretty rad. Do it as like a set or maybe just put them on one side each? I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Will the Kiss Me Through the Phone cover be recorded for this? Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, the Kiss Me Through the Phone cover. That was the that's main actually... question I wanted to ask this whole time. Oh, I'm just here to ask that one question. Yeah. I, you won't believe this, but if you go on Bandcamp on um, one of Jordan's compilations, I think it's uh the one for that was charity donated for abortion rights okay. i believe i uh, was the angel bodies under, yeah i think on that comp uh it's under my name featuring suburban apathy so just me and danny there's a really badly recorded version of kiss me through the phone oh no um, I've, I've seen you guys playing it live on your instagram stories and it's like that sounds so goddamn good I, it's it's probably the most fun song to play. It's Everyone so, looks like it's, they're going off. Yeah, I need goes that crazy. cover. I need that. That's iconic. Shout out to I sent my friends on fire for doing it first. Yeah, true. Covering Soldier Boy. Mm. Have y'all have y'all thought about maybe doing like a a Ginger B covers ringtone rap era like little EP or something? Because I think oh. you have like you have something that you put into those covers that's just like there's a quality there that I. I don't see another covers, frankly. I think it's really sick. We have so many little covers. Like I, I've been working on Hey Ya, 
I got I got my way by Frank Sinatra. Oh shit, Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, we got Sinatra. We got Outcast. Uh, yeah. I want to do Scatman's World by Scatman John. Uh, if you're familiar. Okay. Yeah. Ow. Big would you, uh, would you be down to do the girl from Ipanema? Maybe. Oh. That would go that'd be hard. great. I can play it. I know how to play it, so it'd be perfect. I can just. That's the first time hearing plan. about any of this. <laughs> I have big plans, Melody. You understand my schemes. <laughs> awesome. So not okay. just a phase exclusive. You're learning about it, and you're in the band. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that with Gustavo. If I'm being honest, I got big plans. I got big schemes. I got big plans and big. Sorry, I'm, I'm losing it. The, the plot's getting away from you there, but... evil genius, uh, madman talk. I really wanted to. I really love the aesthetic that y'all have too with like your artwork like the cover single for raindrops is just like really cute but it also like has this really like sad kind of undertone to it like it feels like all your stuff's really visceral right because it's sonically very visceral and it's the same with your ep so did the same person who did the single cover do the ep as well and also like what like do you guys do y'all just like throw it together when you do the artwork or how, how does that whole work whole thing work um, I can take this one, I think. So the Raindrops cover actually is AI generated. Um, yes. Yeah. This is when like Dolly 2 first like came out and got people like public access. So we were just like fucking around like, oh, oh what nice. if we just like, like just put in some prompts about bees in the rain and like if something cool came up, we'd use it. And then we did. So... That's embarrassing. Kind of that. It's a little embarrassing now in hindsight, but we didn't do that for the EP. Uh, we did mm. for a little bit, but uh, the the EP's album cover was originally a prompt from Dolly, but I asked my friend Megan, shout out Megan, like the main Ginger Bee artist, love her. She recreated the image, like can like well not well like yeah she like recreated it like on her own like completely. And that is the EP cover. So we got yeah. like the prompt idea from like an AI generated image, but we did not use it for the EP cover itself. Yeah, okay. the, the actual version drawn by a person is like radically different and much better. Yeah, yeah. it is so much better. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. That's really interesting too. And you know, there's a lot of stuff about um, AI having like this kind of subtext layer of subconsciousness, right? Maybe that's why it looked so sad to me because Dolly, Dolly started putting out really sad, weird things after a while. Oh. I don't know if you ever saw the, those articles where people were writing about how they would just continuously prompt Dolly and eventually it would start making like the same thing over and over again. Like it would oh. always come back to this image of, of like a, a, a completely fictitious AI generated woman. Like it would always wind up there at some point. Like it was really weird. weird. I'll see if I can find the like the article and thread on it. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's really interesting. Okay, for sure. Okay, so all right, let's see here. So, how many shows have y'all played now at this point? And also, would you would you like to tell us a little bit about your tour with uh, your arms, Mike Cocoon? That must have been so just incredible. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know numbers of shows, probably like 15 or more than 15 at this point, mm -hmm. if we're counting like solo shows and Minecraft 
festivals and recorded live sets. I'm going to ask about the Minecraft stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, I want to do a whole little piece, like a whole little segment of questions on that. So we'll get get there. And oh, man, tour with the arms, my cocoon. It's probably one of the best experiences of my entire life, like one of the most memorable, memorable times um, ever. It was just amazing. I'd, I I wish I had more words to describe it, but it's just this kind of like viscerally just like incredible mm-hmm. moment of all of our lives, I'll say. Um, the like to be sharing a stage alongside just a bunch of friends and people we know, everyone we've met in the scene was just kind of there, uh, which is crazy. And alongside like our biggest influence from literally the first moment the band was started to get to meet them and play alongside them was just like unreal even and after only releasing our ep like you could have never told us as we were making the ep that we were going to go on tour with your arms in my cocoon that summer like we would not have believed that in a hundred million no absolutely we would have told you you're crazy (laughs) i remember um I was playing a game of Overwatch when your arms are my cocoon followed us on Instagram and every single one of us freaked the fuck out. And I was still playing my Overwatch game as we started a call and just started screaming to each other like, holy shit, it's your arms and they're following us. What the hell? And then like, did you clutch? uh, I don't. I don't think I won that game. I was way too distracted. <laughs> totally valid. Totally fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you were to tell us after that that we would just like be touring with them, like, my gosh, like what? Like Yeah. Like when we released the EP, the first couple of days, first week, we were just like super overwhelmed. We did not, we did not know it was gonna happen that like all these amazing bands from the scene would just like follow us and 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 talk to us about it it was just amazing like all these people that we'd been looking up to for so long and just been kind of our introduction to the scene we're listening to it and it was really really surreal it was like we could not believe that we had made something that um people felt was deserving to be part of like the canon of this new wave of emo Hmm. yeah that's still like crazy and weird to think about it's just like something that I've like made and been a part of is like a thing that people enjoy. I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird to think about in some way. Um, when I, I think there was one time where like Tyler uh, from your arms, like when we saw him, he told us that like ginger Bee was like what he wished his music was like how he made it. And that like, Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Like, highest compliment ever (laughs) but it was just like it was so mind-blowing and like yeah it's it's hard to describe i can't even describe it yeah Yeah. it was just the most fun time ever like getting to and it was the first time like we like or the second time pretty much that we all met yeah um in person (laughs) that's crazy that's so (laughs) awesome i mean you know i don't I don't, I don't know when exactly y'all got into Your Arms or My Cocoon. Rob, I don't know if you remember. I remember when they first started posting that album and, like, those mm-hmm. demos on Reddit. Like, honestly, the thread, like, that line that they, where they went from where they started to where they are now, you get, y'all are doing a pretty similar course, I would say. That's, so it doesn't feel super surprising to me that you wound yeah. up where you are. Yeah, when I found out you guys were going to play shows together and shit, too, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Like, I, I didn't flinch. And when Elias yeah. showed me this, I was like, well, this is fucking mind-blowing. I was like, ah. Yeah. 
Oh my God, Rob lost it when I showed him raindrops. He was like, what the fuck is this? Where did this come from? This is so sick, dude. It's true. I'm like, get him on the podcast tomorrow. And that was like months ago. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, this has been a saga to like make oh, this God. happen. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah I'm really sorry it's taken this long. Fourth but we're really grateful. I think, I think this fifth. Is our- this is our <laughs> fifth reschedule. This is like, yeah. You guys it's have a... the the not just a phase title belt for most rescheduled interview. Oh, I'm Let's honored. Go. <laughs> Where yeah. it with pride. Hopefully we'll no one up. <laughs> just for the bit. Yeah, just for the bit. Honestly, we should just like not put this out afterwards too. <laughs> yeah. It's like make it the lost episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I know that would kill Rob, but <laughs> Yeah, there's no way. Um, but yeah, the um, the the your arms and my cocoon connection being a part of this wave, like I I hope you all really understand. For from the outside looking in uh, on the band, like it makes perfect sense to us, and we're all very excited and very proud of you because you know how the scene is. We all own each other's shit in one way or another, so we're, we all love Ginger Bean. That's 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 so amazing to receive that sort of sort of love. Like it, it was so amazing seeing like someone that we knew from the very start of them making music, a uh, bright little stars kind of yeah. on that meteoric rise. Like I, I distributed bright little stars music onto like uh, streaming services uh, for the first time. And like seeing like those insane numbers happening is just like, I'm just so proud of Max, dude. Shout out, shout out Max, bright little stars. Shout out Max. Shout out Max, shout out bright little stars. So like from those shows on tour, I won't do I won't be like pick one because I know that's probably like impossible, right? So like were there three that would just feel really memorable to each of you individually? Oh no oh, pick God. one. <laughs> All right. I, I gotta say that the um the show in Providence, Rhode Island was crazy because it was just at, it was at this venue called Aldios, which is like this just legendary Providence venue. And you got to play with Catalyst, seven basic plots. Uh, it was it was really great, and the the energy in Providence was was unreal, and it was just this really sweaty basement, was so much that like the ceiling was dripping, and my guitar was covered in water, the by the end of the set, and I was just like drinking chocolate milk and like screaming with like some of my best friends, and it was just we played Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, and it was it was one of the best moments in, of live performance that has ever happened in the history of humankind that is so awesome yeah i'll, I'll just keep it at, i'll just keep it at that Let me okay. um audios was really memorable yeah i think personally i really enjoyed the show we played in new york um mainly because the bass drum there was amplified to hell so i was able to actually like listen to myself do like these double bass parts i've been kind of practicing and go like wow that shit's cool uh i did like double bass parts in the two two of the song two songs that we play live um and i don't know i was like wearing my deer antlers which was wonderful uh, yeah. the crowd was insane there was like 500 people or something there Holy shit. Uh, we had yeah. uh, we had ASDF movies pro- projected onto us while we were playing. Yeah, there was a projector and we had ASDF movie projected onto it, which is wonderful. Yeah, and then like people coming up and stage diving. Oolong played with us. That was great. I love Oolong. Gosh, they're so good. I think that yeah. might have been my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah, and so many friends were there. So many, so many awesome people. 
Shout out That's Hot right. Stuff Productions. Hot yeah. Stuff. Oh my god. One of the yeah. most one of the most memorable parts, like one of the best parts of going on tour in general, was getting to meet and hang out with Graham from Hot Stuff for for two weeks because that was just like incredible. Like, just, just a beautiful, a, such a fun person to hang out with. Be- beautiful person and just doing so much work for the scene like constantly like without stop always doing like yeah the coolest stuff and documenting this like the modern screamo you know scene yeah yeah but i feel like every other day like there's a new hot stuff video that comes up from like some set that got filmed recently and it's just like how how are you everywhere i'm not gonna i'm not trying to put this on gram or anything but it's it's starting to feel a little hate five six like just just, dudes everywhere everywhere Scram five six. Scram five six. Scram five six, baby. Shout out, Graham. Um, so I I guess the so one of the first times I ever saw you guys, the only time I guess really I've ever seen you guys was for one of the I think it was Obsidian Fest. I watched Mm -hmm. the live stream. And um I just thought that when y'all were doing like the Minecraft server fest, like in, in general, like it was just such a cool idea. And like, how, like, can you maybe give us a little bit more insight on how you got asked to play, like how you guys did your setup, like things like that. Ooh, so Godfuck, um, the band, the fantastic electronic hyper scrams, amazing people band. Uh, I love Godfuck so much. Godfuck was instrumental to getting us on the Your Arms are my cocoon tour. Cause that that was just like the Godfuck tour. And then Your Arms was just there. Um <laughs> it was insane. Uh it was amazing. It was amazing. I I I love I love I love I love everyone so much. I'm filled with I'm filled with love and I cannot express um what was I even talking about? <laughs> Holy shit. Obsidian Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Let it flow uh, out of you, Gustavo. Let it yeah, flow yeah, out yeah. I'm just, I'm just chill like that. So, Crying Obsidian Fest, Ethan from Godfuck um, invited us, and I had experience in organizing, like Discord communities from doing like my previous band stuff and Gingerbee, and I had been to a lot of online fests, so I actually got to do some suggestions and help set up the Minecraft map map a little bit, or, or we we all all the all the performers got to build stuff. So on the nice. minecraft map which is really cool and then we we made our little set and our set visuals our set visuals are really funny <laughs> i know melody do you have any do you have anything to say uh i wasn't really part of this like setting up the thing but i do remember like taking a tour of the minecraft world and just like the effort and the builds and all the setup oh my gosh it was just i remember just like flying around in creative mode and seeing just a new incredible thing every five seconds I was flying and um our little section had like all these flowers these bees in it and it's really cute and uh there's like a hell section or something it was like there was a ton of stuff there was it was crazy yeah and also like everyone who played that set uh everyone who was like on that was like amazing and it was just such an honor to be there alongside like Asian Glow and Birds Fear Death. I love Birds Fear Death. Oh my so gosh. Much. Shout no out idea. Kelly. Shout out Kelly. Shout out Lynn. Um, um, and then uh, in terms of our set, we just remixed a lot of our existing stuff, doing like chiptune remixing and making it faster and putting funny samples in it. And then for the visuals, we took a lot of my old uh, CSGO and TF2 videos that I used to make in middle school. 
and overlaid them with footage of like bees and the outside and it was terrible <laughs> that sounds so awesome though do you think that you know whatever like maybe try to do something like that again in the oh undoubtedly we'd love to do more minecraft sets i i i speak for melody <laughs> you do speak for me a lot of the time um <laughs> Uh, no, I would also love to do a lot of more Minecraft sets. It was really fun. I would love to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really fun to do um, online sets. We did um, AOL Fest, which was uh, organized by our friend Rev. So we did a second um, sort of online set, like in the same vein of the Minecraft set, which was also just a great experience. Awesome. Highly, highly recommend to any especially bedroom scramps people that can't get out there to do shows too often minecraft festivals that's where i first uh, saw your arms alive i went to this thing called battle fest it was one of the most memorable experiences getting into the scene was going to that like knife punch records did this thing that's uh, right they advertised it on reddit i think when i still went on reddit when i also was not a happy person yeah. <laughs> happens to the best of us yeah you know it's all, it's all part of it. Um, so what band that you haven't played with yet would you really like to share the stage with? I know it's like already like your arms might consume like got that out there, played with some of your best buds now. Like what's what's the next band that you what? would be like, I would love to go on tour with them or play with like, them. Or like do a active Minecraft. active bands? Active bands, currently. Fuck. We'll um, ask we'll ask the next one after, don't worry. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, I got like three, which would be Home is Where, Glass Beach, and Weather Day. Okay. Yeah, my main one's Weather Day as well. Just like playing a show with them is kind of my dream. It's it's just, oh my gosh, that would be the best thing ever. Okay, very safe. So then what band, this also is kind of just a general question about, you know, everyone's doing reunions and all that stuff now. Um, what's a band that you would love to see get back together that you haven't seen yet that you maybe would also play with? Uh, Brave Little Abacus. There it oh, is. That's Brave my answer. Little there Abacus. it is. That's, Brave Little there, Abacus. If we could play with Brave Little Abacus, I would I would lose my mind. <laughs> would you settle for me and Capri's? Oh, I I love me and Capri's. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be also a dream. Because that's also that's a possibility right now. You know, I mean, I think they just released that new song and. Yeah, yeah, I, like I'd, I'd love EP. to. No, yeah, and Adam Demirian is 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 a fan of our our friend's project, uh, Forest Spirit, Sun on Your Back. So oh maybe, my gosh! Yes. Oh, maybe Forest we can so maybe sick. we can uh, set up something there. Well, actually, well, actually, maybe bleep what? this out. And then you're going to come to Ontario with it, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that should be bleeped out, what I was saying. Uh, yeah, I'll I don't it. know. Thank you we very can, much. I we apologize. Can, we can, it's all right. We can wipe it afterwards. Maybe I'll just bring mm -hmm. parts of it so people just get annoyed that we're talking and they don't know about what. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's always fun, too. Yeah. But then, you know, they're, people are going to probably start bugging you all about what it was said, maybe. We'll just never so, tell. We'll never tell. Just mm -hmm. a big secret between all of us. Yeah, I love not responding to people. And it's oh, yes, yeah. you do. Leave them on red. Yeah, <laughs> we had like 15 unread messages this morning. <laughs> hey, that's what's up sometimes, you know? We uh, do that sometimes. Yeah, you but know, we're all guilty of it. We're super busy. 
No, I just got to hold just a phase. Like, yeah, but you also have to hold emotional bandwidth, you know, for like other, yeah. for other people, but also more so for yourself. So it's all right. Yeah. We're all we're all doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could do a guest vocal feature spot on any band's track, who would it be and why? Realistic or unrealistic? I feel like oh, I know the answer, but I'm not going to say it. I I would love to do like because sometimes on the album I do really soft singing, so I think it'd be mm. fun to have that sort of really soft singing voice on something very abrasive. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to think of a very abrasive band that would be great, and uh, what comes to mind is Geronimo Stilton. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to do a little spot where I'm just doing. That would be um... sick. On a little Geronimo Stilton song, it'd like be great. The, the quiet part of like a G Stilty track. Yeah, like right before the breakdown, I'm just doing like ten vocal tracks. So it's really pretty. I love that, and I love, I love, I love, I love Geronimo Stilton. Great, great <laughs> you should yeah. pitch it to them. Yeah, I might. Um. Well, what we did on Our Sky Smile a lot was um. There'd be a ton of Gustav vocals, and then be, there'd be like a few of my vocals and like a more femme, like higher tone. Mm-hmm. So I could also just be on stage doing my soft femme vocals, and then it goes into the cheese tilty breakdown. Mm-hmm. So that would be a cool little feature of just like soft ginger bee music, and then like a SpongeBob breakdown. You know, like <laughs> yeah, Geronimo Stilton's insane. Yeah, like, that would so be great. Sick. A ginger bee, a Geronimo Stilton battle set would be uh, pretty, pretty legendary. Oh um, my god! I'm just, I'm putting the energy out there. I'm putting it out there. I want to see it. We gotta make that happen. Oh Massachusetts gosh. will never be the same. Oh, no. They're gonna have to redistrict all the area codes after y'all level the place. <laughs> it's like gerrymandering. <laughs> <laughs> Scram so hard, shit got gerrymandered. <laughs> You can put that on. You can put that on your tour shirt. To be honest, oh, now my Geronimo Stilton joke doesn't sound nearly as funny. Oh, Geronimo Stilton is very good. Oh, I like that. Uh, it's not yeah. as good as Elias. It made me feel bad. <laughs> Rob, they can still go on a T-shirt. Uh, I'm not talking about T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd love to know. Was obviously, um, well, actually not obvious, but I presume that you you guys may have heard the show before. I like to ask a couple stupid questions that I'm pretty sure nobody has asked you before. Uh, you know, feel free to omit certain details or completely not answer any of them. But I'm curious, what's the most illegal or dangerous thing that you've ever done in your lives? Shoot, I'm trying to think of illegal or dangerous. I don't think I've done anything illegal besides like traffic violations and trespassing. Who would you, who were you trafficking? What? <laughs> you said, because tra- you said traffic violations. Oh, tra- traffic violations. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it out. It's okay. Scary. Sorry, you got me all figured out. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I think of dangerous. I've eaten a lot of things off the ground. Oh, um, <laughs> I I've eaten a lot of rust. You've eaten a lot I, of rust. I I ate rust yesterday. Uh, how? I don't want to talk about it. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with the trafficking, but you know. Wait, was it like a, a five second rule? Did you like? 
you drop your <laughs> apple that I've seen you eating all throughout this interview, and you were like, ah, five seconds, fuck it, and just brush it off and ate it, but it was like rusty then. You'll never know. He's pleading the fifth. The five second rule does not apply when the item is coated. The five second rule is like when it touches the ground and then you pick it up and then you're like, this looks okay. If there's rust on whatever you picked up, the five second rule is null and void. I don't know. I, I, sorry. I didn't, I, I'm a stickler for the five second rule because I abide by it very strongly. You, Actually, I have a 10 second rule. We literally used to smoke a little bit of rust on a whatever is not going to kill you. Yeah, but. Anything could kill me at this point. I'm over 30. <laughs> if you clear your 30s, you become, you're like a Pokemon, except your weaknesses just turn to everything. Yeah. 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 Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be that. sick. Trust me. Hangovers mm-hmm. last for days. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to turn 20 years old in a couple of days. I'm, I'm on my deathbed. There you go. Man, <laughs> I can't believe you're, you're like a grandpa. You're a scrampa now. I'm going to be a scrampa. I go to, it's funny thing. It's like all the Southern California and like California shows, all the people in the bands and like in the audience are all like the median age is like 16. I like feel old when I go see one way mirror. Yeah. And like everyone there is, is younger than me, but it's like so really? sick. And it's I'm really sick. It. The scenes yeah. feels very young, but it's very awesome. Yeah. And East coast isn't like that at all. Um, mm. I find like East coast median age, probably like, 18 yeah it's it's young over here screamers and dreamers keep it alive kids you love to see it like it's actually so fucking cool it is really cool it makes me so happy knowing that once someone in the crowd that i'm looking at that doesn't have their driver's license is going to be in a screamo band one day yeah it's crazy yeah Melody and Danny don't have their driver's license. I don't, no. Don't have my G1 even. I haven't even taken the written test. Yeah, Danny did vocals on Raindrops and on the EP at like 17 years old. Yeah, I think that's true. They're either 16 or 17. I don't quite recall. But There you go. You uh, you much of a lawbreaker there, Melody? Uh, oh, absolutely. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I think the most illegal thing I've done is maybe like drink alcohol once in my life what and yeah i drank it once underage isn't that crazy that's crazy um, yeah that's and it was crazy. so okay it was like <laughs> it's very mediocre right it was so mediocre i didn't get drunk like I just, it made my ADHD worse and I got really hot and had to go outside. And that's mm. it. That's literally it. And I think that's more drugs than any member of Ginger Bee has done. And maybe except for Jordan. But with Danny and Gus, I like, I'm, I'm the non straight edge person in this band. <laughs> like, um, y'all are really most... about it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm so hardcore. No, but, uh... <laughs> what are you going to cover minor threat? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, Perhaps. I think the most dangerous stuff, though, is maybe similar to Gustavo's, but when I was younger, I used to just kind of eat everything. Like, uh, gosh, where do I begin? Party streamers, styrofoam, coins, (laughs) wires, cardboard. uh, Most stuff just on the floor. This is the softest answer I've ever had to this question. (laughs) Well, I got well, Melody. Do you have pica? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, I, uh, I don't know. But I would just. 
uh pica is like a i think i forget exactly what it is specifically but it's a type of condition where usually at the toddlers and stuff they'll just start eating and chewing and drinking like whatever it doesn't matter if it's food or not and uh they, like they won't thing. um it continues later on and so yeah. i think like early early adolescence i don't know i think there's treatments for it now so you don't see it in like older people very much but they'll, they'll just like eat sand they'll eat dirt they'll eat rock oh, sand is fucking hard sand goes so hard <laughs> it's crunchy as hell oh my god it tastes so good all right so i'm in a bed with a bunch of sand eaters <laughs> A bunch. It's just me, dude. <laughs> I don't know who so, to trust. So a shot of sand, not a shot of vodka, right? Only... Yeah, that's that's what I go for. I'm that hardcore. Um, <laughs> no, this continues. <laughs> yeah, this continued till I was like 15, 16, and I still mm. this still happen sometimes. Yeah, no, I would be eating like styrofoam and shit. You're fucking uh, with me. I I don't know what to tell you. I'm just. Yeah, we're, that's just we're chill, we're chill like that. We're chill like I, that. We eat styrofoam like that. It's just like my thing. I don't. I don't I'll, know. I mean, I'll be real. I if you put some play doh in front of me right now, I would have oh, to fight a lot of valid. urges to lick it. I have to fight a lot so of urges to lick it. Oh, I remember I, the I taste. Love, I remember the taste, and it tasted good. Shot. I love play doh. Play doh's <laughs> sick, dude. It's so good. Rob, don't knock it until you try it. Go hit your Walmart. I've obviously Rob. tried it. Okay, Jesus. there you go used to eat those like um those dry erase markers the ones that smell good i'd fucking eat them they didn't taste oh, good, but I, oh, I gave I them a try yeah. uh pencil graphite i used to eat that a lot i've um, tried a shaving or two but like when mm. i was younger no um, i just yeah. kind of like bit off the whole pencil um, okay what? i think no. you maybe have had pica yeah uh, <laughs> might, maybe you know what i'm learning new things about myself every day it what sounds like it maybe it maybe it maybe it did maybe it didn't i think it is also found in like neurodivergent people because oh, i'm so little, neurodivergent i had it a little bit when i was younger too and i, I have adhd have you yeah. ever eaten a bee uh no oh, i think by accident i may have e- I, I may have eaten a bee i can't tell though mm. i used to run cross country in high school and my oh, mouth okay. would be open during races <laughs> and there was just so many bugs flying in and out and sometimes like big ones oh wow so maybe that's crazy possible well, that went That's from the softest answer to the strangest answer I've gotten for that question. <laughs> so happy. Yeah. I mean, it's the most dangerous thing I've probably, I mean, I've probably fucked with my stomach. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it really, it really towed the line there. Honestly. It's a couple pennies still fucking digesting in there. I'm <laughs> sure there's one or two. Like... Yeah, probably. ATM machine. <laughs> so since y'all just a big group of badasses this question should be pretty easy assuming neither of you are pacifists if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you could with no repercussions who would you punch and why gustavo <laughs> gnome of the band ginger pf <laughs> reverse cuomo i just i would like to see him fall what? weezer yeah Dude, Rivers never did anything to anybody. Have you heard Pinkerton? I was gonna say. Oh, (laughs) across the sea, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard Pink Triangle? Dude, first, first of all, Pink Triangle became my theme song a few months ago, (laughs) so that sucked. 
Secondly, Pinkerton <laughs> is my favorite Weezer album, which means me I too. Saw. So don't yeah, me too. on rivers. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I am a, I am a, uh, my, my brain is broken, so I have Pinkerton on vinyl and I listen to it, but I'd still punch Rivers Cuomo in the face. Yeah, Rod, relaying repercussions. It's supposed to be a repercussion-free question. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I was just judging who he was punching. There's no repercussions. You can punch rivers all you want. I just don't want you to. I, I, well, not all you want. You got to get one really good one, and that's yeah, kind of like I, yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I just want, I just, I just want to hit him with the quick sock and watch him drop like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, like... when you hit him, he'll be like, oh, <laughs> dude, rivers and you are like the same size. I think it's, I don't think he's gonna be that damaged, to be honest. <laughs> you don't know. Gustavo's got some elasticity on his arms. I'm, I'm, like a like a tightly wound. I'm like, I'm like a good seven inches taller than Rivers Cuomo. There you go. I gotta end up my laughing. This is so bad. No, leave it in, Rob. I'm embarrassed by my wheezing and snorting here. Your what? Your your wedding and snorting. Your, your wedding. What? Wheezing. Wheezing. Your wheezing. Oh fuck. I can the pyramid ways. Yeah. Uh, now I want to punch Rivers. Fuck. There you go. I mean, what the hell? Rivers Cuomo's five six. Yeah, I'm seven inches taller than him. I had no idea that he was. So I know he's, he's he's a little. How denier. did you not? I don't. I don't just listen to Weezer. I don't his... think Weezer is a good band. What? I'm sorry. I just like every Damn. time people talk about Weezer, I'm just like really confused. I'm like, this has been okay since the beginning. <laughs> no, it's May at best. Anyway, but this isn't about my opinions on Weezer. This is about Ginger Beat Band. So, what's the next yeah. question, Rob? Sorry, I I still wanted to know who, who Melody would punch. Oh yeah, Gustavo. Yeah, yeah, I already said my answer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gustavo. Yeah. That was an honest answer. <laughs> no, yeah. not really. Uh, okay. I don't know. There's one person I have in mind, but it's someone in my personal life, and mm. maybe that's not the best to talk about. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, but there, so there's someone that you definitely would like to clean their clock. Yeah, that is a wonderful way to put it, yes. Okay. Alright, well, whoever this person is, you don't know if it's you or not, but everyone should be careful. Yeah. Be anyone. And be nice to Melody. Yeah, it could be anybody, watch out. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Gustavo. Gustavo. <laughs> no saying any names or anything, Gustavo. Yeah, Rob. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there any music you guys listen to that could be considered guilty pleasures if you consider guilty pleasures to be a thing some people don't i definitely don't consider guilty pleasure music to be real but i love um i like modern baseball and taylor swift and weezer and no weezer is just good (laughs) that's true they are great okay modern baseball taylor swift that makes perfect sense to be honest mom jeans yeah Oh fuck! I love mom jeans. Nothing Rob really loves of. mom jeans. Nothing to be ashamed of there. Not cringy. <laughs> They're good. I swear. All right. Yeah. Um, I think mine is more sort of diverse. I also don't believe in guilty pleasures, but at the same time, I have guilty pleasures. Sure. Um, the biggest one is probably Hamilton the musical. Mm. I enjoy that quite a bit, and I slightly don't like myself for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I still enjoy, I still enjoy a lot of stuff from my youth. I'm still super into like Nightcore and mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, 
it's well it was sort of this like youtube trend back in the early or like mid-2000s early 2010s where you would just straight up speed up a song and that is it oh, no. and you'd put like a little yeah. anime girl on the, the thing yep. you'd upload it to youtube get like two million wow. views i was into that shit when i was like 10 and 11 i'm um, sending rob the monster nightcore version oh absolutely we're oh, gonna classic. i want to do ginger beat nightcore well actually yeah. the, the there's, way your that... arms, there's your arms nightcore Oh, I think oh, that is I... true. Yeah. Yeah. The way is. that the way that a lot of the songs on the EP came out was me literally nightcoring Gustavo's original demos. That's yeah. how raindrops happens. Dude, like raindrops, like the vocals are sped up and pitched. The guitar oh. is all sped up and pitched, and then the drums and bass are like just MIDI after the fact. Yeah. So raindrops Gustavo made like a song. <laughs> Gustavo made like a really pretty slow indie song, and then I sped it up to hell and made it whatever raindrops is right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just straight up nightcore it. Man, I'd love to hear the original, but I do love this version of Raindrops. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, the slow version is pretty nice. It, yeah, uh, we played a slow version of it for the AOL Fest, which I think the VOD for day two is up. So it's on there. It it exists on the internet. Right. Okay. Very cool. And I just had one more before Elias uh, has a couple. Probably take it away. What's your most unpopular music take oh god yeah let's get it come on yeah i, I can't while we're on the top any... of cringe and dirt and... melody do you have any <laughs> unpopular music i have like takes? one let's get mm-hmm. it i like i like like saint anger right? <laughs> wait not just the, song, the, al- the full album i like most of the songs of <laughs> saint anger <laughs> i don't know what to tell you <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this actually. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I think eating all that weird stuff did some damage. <laughs> oh yeah, me eating the coins made me like say, you know what? Yeah. That's probably true. It's it did something to my brain. <laughs> probably why I don't like Weezer. I probably ate too many pennies when I was a kid. Uh, or not enough. Okay, that's a good one though. I like yeah. that's a that's a that's a hot take. Saint anger. Wow. I know. Maybe I, I Maybe, I don't know. Are we missing something? Should, yeah, we should, should I listen revisit to it tonight? I'm like kind of curious now. No, I just like bad music. <laughs> like nah. No, I just there's something weird with my brain. I don't know why I like it. That's all right. I, I I came up with an unpopular music take. Is that mm. um, Weezer's 2017 album Pacific Daydream is good. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I know. I know. That's I like most of the songs. That's like the biggest pile of shit they put out. I'm not saying something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Weezer fan, but... Dude, more than Ratitude? Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Let's talk. I'm out. I'm done on this. We're on the Screamo podcast talking about Weezer for 30 minutes. That's what, that's what, that's what happens sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> You can't see this at home, but Rob is shaking uncontrollably. Yeah. <laughs> With laughter. With laughter, not in anger. Yeah. Uh, no sane anger. I just muted myself. I'm going to make a playlist for Rob, and it's just going to be <laughs> Ratitude, Pacific Dreams, and then Sane Anger to cap it all off. The whole album. The entirety <laughs> of Sane Anger. Wow. We're going to do a listening party, and we'll comment on it the whole time. Oh, my God. Um. So, you know, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of the year. Do, do y'all have any, like, picks for... I don't know if you're into the album of the year 
like categorization like we like to do that here because we love mm -hmm. you know contesting things but is there anything that would be like you think would be your album of the year 2023 either released or unreleased Ooh, um well forest spirit sun on your back there it is self-titled is the album of the year yeah um it is very good like if you're thinking about albums that are instrumental and like just super uh like people look to it for inspiration for the future like five years ahead of the game and you're thinking about albums like just got back from the discomfort and come in by weather and the first class beach album in five years that's going to be for spirit sun on your back like 100 percent, it's on the side of like your arms self-titled like all the classics like for spirit sun on your back is right there with it like 100 percent. it's 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 gonna people if you aren't wise to it um you will be i 100 absolutely agree yeah and the unreleased ginger bee album which is better than that no, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I had that was my main answer. And then I had another one, which is like a very underrated release that I just randomly found on Bandcamp one day. Um, it's called uh, Melancholy slash Parker's First Song Diary. And it's just this like very like subdued indie folk type little thing by, I believe, a trans woman um, who was in a band called Chronophage. Um, and it's it's one of the prettiest albums I've ever heard. And I've been listening to it nonstop this year. It came out in March and I just think it needs more appreciation. So I thought I'd shout it out. And it's also my tied for album of the year for me. So very cool. What's the, what's the artist's name again? Uh, their name is Parker Allen. Okay. And what's the Our, album called? Uh, they, sorry, they went by Parker Allen for this release, but their name is Donna Allen. Okay. And the album's name is Melancholy slash Parker's first song diary. All right, I'm gonna have to check that out. Be a good palate cleanser for after I'm done with St. Anger. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Jesus Christ, dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, so we like to ask, um, like as we're as we're winding down, if you could give the whole world a gift, what would it be and why? Oh, um, whimsical joy. For like, mm -hmm. for like a, at least a little bit, I would like to people to see the world the way that I often do, um, where you just go to the wilderness and like just hang out for a while and think about screamo, and I don't know, just be gay and chill like that. And I want that for everyone. Hell yeah. Um, this is difficult. Um, I think I just give everyone a hug. I think sometimes people just need a hug, to be honest, and I'd love to just give everybody a big hug. Yeah. So both Melody's great answers. Melody's got to be the top 10 sweetest human beings of all time. Melody. Dude, I love St. Anger. <laughs> Dude, I love St. Anger. <laughs> and lobbying against themselves. <laughs> that's why Melody is so pure that she loves St. Anger. Like I get all my anger out listening to St. Anger, and there I, there I go. <laughs> This is not why I bought a microphone and started a podcast. <laughs> Rob, she could have said Death Magnetic, okay? So we're going to, I don't want to hear anything about Death Magnetic. Let's not uh, get into it. <laughs> um, so what's the next really like big goal or accomplishment that y'all want to reach as a band? Like a big venue, like a big release, like a, a tour? Like what's, what's kind of the next goal or milestone that you're all shooting for? 
uh, this is kind of far out, um, but to play a show where the audience is seated and it's just like a big ensemble show oh. um, where it's like we we have like a theater, um, people are seated, we have like a nine piece sort of ensemble and we play classical scrams. Um, yeah, orchestral screamo is the big goal, probably in like two years is what oh, yeah. I was shooting for but i don't know okay damn that sounds really cool <laughs> melody do you have any uh well that's sort of the big one that's what we like really want to do yeah um i don't know other than that like ep2 lp1 uh those are stuff those are things that we want to just like uh keep working on they might have different vibes at least lp1 is gonna have a different vibe at least that's what yeah. we're planning yeah um more shows, like more tours. I don't know, just kind of general stuff. Yeah. But the yeah. big one is definitely the orchestral stuff. Yeah, play with Weatherdame. Yeah, you know, casually, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll just play with Weatherdame, play with Brave Law, because I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, be sick. Just go to Headline Tour, you know. Yeah, Headline Tour. Maybe go to Canada. Maybe go to Europe. Go to Japan, come to, finally come... get Jordan on board. That That is also, we do want to do one Japan yeah, show. Yeah, we do want to do a Japan show, actually. Yeah, before we break up. Yeah, we oh, have a scheduled so breakup. We have a oh, scheduled shit. breakup. I have to like go to grad school. Well, no more scrams in for me. That's okay. That's really sick, and we're all very stoked and proud of you. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's how sometimes the natural conclusion comes. So, but first, all the other fun stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So this is basically the end of the pod. So we like to give the space to y'all for any plugs, any shout outs, anything that you want to talk about, uh, causes that are near and dear to your heart, things of that nature. The space is all for you. Oh man. Um. Oh man. There's so much. I, I'd say support Bedroom Scrams DIY jams. Support Jordan in all their charity compilations and contribute to those. Like anyone would like if you're a kid getting into screamo and you've listened to this entire podcast um and you want to make music and like a great place for to have your first release is um on one of jordan's compilations because it's for charity and it's alongside a lot of cool bands in the scene and that's how we first release a song um and just yeah just like just follow all the cool diy labels follow reasonable records and party mouse records and uh a shadow taller records and uh versus versus self first records and there's just so many cool like labels and cool bands doing stuff shout out widow dusk shout out verse self um godfuck catalyst hot stuff hot stuff follow hot stuff productions yeah melody do you have any uh well yeah, I mean, all of that, of course. Um, just a cause that's near dear to my heart, uh, trans rights, of course. Um, being trans is very important to me. Um, it influences just a lot of my life, just because it has to, because, you know, joker moment, we live in a society, obviously. But um, in DIY, know. there's there's just so many trans people in the scene, and it's so wonderful to just be in that community and just, you know, be with, like, not just like-minded people, but just like people that I can see myself in, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like one of the most beautiful things about like Fifth Wave and 
um uh like bedroom screamo and stuff is just giving like the amount of voice it's given to trans people and people that normally historically haven't been in emo bands like it's just been amazing um to get to be a part of this and be awesome and and trans and make chip tune screamo yeah there's so many emo chiptune trans girls at this point. I was like making a list of them. I think yeah. there's at least six, including me. Like, oh, shout out Civil War in France. Civil War in France. We got what Digi Kitty. We got Jasmine, the OG. I'm here. There's a there's a ton. We're we're, we're dime a dozen at this point. Well, I'm hopefully enough that one day we would love an emo chiptune festival exclusively you know oh my all, gosh an all-day thing like i would go nuts for that like, that, that would sick. that would be amazing yeah oh my god emo chiptune festival ah oh, so sick yeah all right well um yeah thank you both so much for coming and talking to us uh we really appreciate it uh rob you got anything to sign off with no that was that was a, <clears throat> that was a blast uh went a lot longer than we normally do i laughed like a complete crayon eater all over the place so oh, i used to eat crayons yeah i figured <laughs> everything else you said yeah thank you guys so much for having us on it's just been it's been it's been wonderful talking some screamo talking some weezer with all of you yeah, <laughs> yeah no it has been it has been wonderful thank you for like, having us yeah we like you guys are doing you guys are doing god's work mm. now we need to start getting to do god fucks work oh yeah god interview them for sure interview Mm. godfuck ethan has a very interesting way of looking about art sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna keep talking forever if you let me that's okay no we're good thank thank you all so much for coming on everybody fucking listen to ginger
Is that good? Do you like, you it? like that? Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, it's great. We, um, all right. Uh, actually, also, could, Melody, could we have you do say like, "Hey, this is Melody from Ginger Bee. You're listening to Not Just a Phase. This is uh, Shoot Me Again from Saint Anger." Oh, <laughs> I thought you were being serious for a good second there. <laughs> so did I. Oh, fuck you, Elias. <laughs> Just hope you know, I have Photoshop on my phone. I'm going to be making a bunch of St. Anger ginger bee memes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, supports. I apologize in advance. Be, be in no, the St. Anger fist. Be in the fist. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, really quickly, what email did you want me to send you the pictures to again? Oh, uh, not here. I'll, I'll message it to you real quick. Awesome. Thank you very much.